<laughs> Welcome to Burning What's up, guys? We're back to Burning in Hell, talking about demons with, honestly, the person who's been on the pod, I think, the most in the history of Burning in Hell. What? Violet Benson, bitch, is back. Yay! You know her from Almost Adulting. You know her from from Daddy Issues. You know her from literally her face is everywhere. Her tits are everywhere. You flew all the way from L.A. today to be here. Yeah, just for the day. And people are so surprised that I'm doing that. You're just like a next level jet setter, I feel like. Yeah. And it's also called Adderall, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With Adderall, you can do anything. Also, your family came from Russia, so like going across country is not that big of a deal. Well, I'm so allergic to my cat that I was actually so excited (laughs) to fly somewhere to take one day off from her so I can enjoy fresh air and not have allergies. Wait, I did not know you were allergic to pancakes. Are you joking? No. Isn't she like—and she's not hyperallergenic? No. She sheds on everything I've ever— she, even when she's not next to me, somehow I have hair on her hair on me. That is yeah, your, right now. Yep, she's here. She makes sure you never forget her. That's a toxic trait of yours. The one thing you love being the thing that hurts you. It's <laughs> literally my most toxic relationship of my life is the one I have with my cat. And you know what? I said it's 2023, and it's time to get rid of anything that's toxic in my life. And I'm starting with my cat. So when I come home, I said, "Bitch, you better be out of the house when I'm back." No, you did not. Yeah, I was like, you're gone. I don't care what happens to you. Not my problem. You don't pay rent. You're not <laughs> thankful. You, you Has she ever get, got me a gift for my birthday? Never. She's so ungrateful. Not she, even a text? Not even a text. <laughs> She's so ungrateful. She's always like, mom, food. Mom, I pooped. Mom, I scratched everything. Mom, I shed on everything. Can I have pancakes? Yeah, you can take her. I don't know what's going on with you. Who took over your body? I'm kidding. I'm so obsessed with her. I was just like... I have moments where I was recording other things today and there's these random moments where I would just be like, I miss my cat. I know. I, but most guys tell me they're allergic and I think they're lying. They're just, yeah. They just are um, sexist. I know they're lying because I tell guys I'm allergic to dogs mm-hmm. if I think their dog's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're lying. I am allergic, but not as bad as I am to cats. Which dogs do you think are ugly? Most of them. (laughs) You know, anyway. (laughs) Okay, wait. So, long story short, we're back in New York. I'm here for the day. I flew in this morning. I did some some, um, stuff for someone. Then I I recorded two other podcasts, and now we're here. I haven't seen you in six months, bitch. Stop. Six months. It's been since July when I went over to your house. Really? Yeah. What has changed? What's going on? Okay. You so, were celibate by choice. By choice. I don't, I don't really, I don't like these terms. I feel like I see people sometimes post and want to show off like, look, I've been celibate, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, what is the big deal? It's like, you're, you're either fucking or you're not. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through dry spells. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. I masturbate all the time. But you know what? I just realized that was so funny. What? I forget that people get really nervous about their phones because they're being shady. And I forgot, I forget that when I date, I'm always so fidgety with my phone. And I never realized until the interview I just did earlier today that people may take it as me being shady. When in reality, I always get so nervous they're going to see the porn sites I'm on. And that's why I put my phone away. (laughs) And they're thinking like she must be talking to so many guys. Like, I don't have time. My fingers are so busy. So you leave the porn sites on your phone? 
because at one point I was going to the private sites and then I'm like, who am I hiding from? My cat? Like I live alone. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's not yeah. that deep. So I started going. But now it's like on my, you know how sometimes you have the safe search? Yes. Or like the, the, the windows where the ones you visit the most. I'm like, come on. It's not, <laughs> I don't even visit it that much. Shut up. So I watched porn on my computer. Is that crazy? No, I do that too. Oh, so you're like, I use all of the screens. I'm not discriminating against a screen. I've never, though, sat and done on my TV. No, I've never done TV. That feels, that, then I would feel like I have a problem. Then, then yeah, like, then you're creepy. Then you have a sex Wait, addiction. by the way, I haven't had sex since last six months ago, but I've, guys have still gone down on me. <laughs> just want to clarify. You just haven't had P in the V. Yeah, I've just... I made the decision a while back to work on myself. <laughs> so you're the only one allowed to orgasm. No, 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 I'll I'll return the favor if it's good. Honestly, the guys that I've been dating have changed my mindset. Aside from me getting to know men more and not getting too attached to them, the fact that I've ever dated any men that made me feel weird about my vagina or feel nervous about going down. You know, I feel like when we're, when we're younger, we date. When we're in our early twenties, we date or teenagers we date guys and there's and everything we learn about sex is through porn mm -hmm. and that's what we think we're supposed to be we're supposed to just act like a porn star and it, and you know and then you don't even bother having them go down you're like no 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 no, it's fine don't worry about it babe like let me just suck you off mm -hmm. and it's so nice when you start dating older guys oh yes <laughs> oh yeah or what i consider older like just not you know someone in their, not in their 20s early 20s they're so obsessed with like going down on you making you orgasm like this one guy that i was talking to a while back i didn't even we we can't even stand each other yeah but we randomly one time started hooking up no sex though and he like went down on me then after he finished going down on me he like started trying to make me um squirt <laughs> and i didn't even, i've never squirted before i was like excited for the journey though I was like, cool, maybe this will happen for me i've always wanted this to happen and like and then and then when he was disappointed because I didn't, I wasn't even sure if I squirted. I was like, wait, did I squirt? Why am I so Or did why? I, I pee so on you? Yeah. Or did I pee? I had no idea what was Same happening. Thing. He was just like, oh, whatever. And then I thought <laughs> we were done. He flips me over and he starts eating my ass. And I was like, wow. Wait, is this good or bad? I was so impressed. Ah! I was just like, and it felt so good by how obsessed he was with pleasuring me. I mean, he literally just kept licking my whole body. And then when he flipped <laughs> me over to lick my butthole, he was like licking my V again. And it's, and like the guys that I've dated, even though I haven't slept with them, th the fact that they've been so excited to just pleasure me. Yeah. Like even this one guy, I was like, oh, I'll just use my vibrator. And he still wanted to try to eat me out while I was using my vibrator. Yeah. Like they were just so, they're so obsessed with my V. Yeah. And it's such a, after that, I'm like, I wouldn't, I can never imagine dating the men I've dated when I was younger. The fact that I just so focused on their pleasure and forgot I had any. Sex. Thank you for sharing all that. Sex in your... <laughs> this is an auto-erotic... I mean, what is it called? Audio-erotic, whatever. I just think that guys having sex with you in your early 20s, it can fuck your shit up because they don't know what they're doing. You don't know, know what you're doing. You both don't know what each other wants. And then a, next thing you know, you think that's what sex is. Yes, literally. Or even when they say silly things like, I normally... Uh, can I can I say I hate using the p word, but I'll just say it. Pussy. Ugh. 
I've said it like four times already. Oh, <laughs> but you know when they when they make comments and they think it's so flattering, like I don't really like eating pussy, but I love yours, and then it still doesn't make you feel good because you're like, oh, so. Is he just normally disgusted, but he's doing me a favor? I'm confused. I feel like first date, we should start asking guys, do you like eating pussy? Literally. Because it's like, I don't want to be fucking four weeks in, and then he suddenly has this conspiracy theory against vaginas. I just think it says a lot about a guy if he, like, (laughs) if he, at least, I don't, I just think it's weird if he doesn't. Yeah, I agree. Also, it's, if he, that's such a, that's a, like, um, it's called triangulation narcissists use it where they're like compare you to other people like I don't normally like that in other people but I like it in you but there's other people and compare your, it's just like a, com- a comparing controlling tactic exactly it's just I don't know it's it's I think a lot of women are just genuinely feel weird about their private parts yeah, so I, I never really like loved going guys don't going down on me me too because it complicates things it's like okay well now I have to be conscious of like if I'm gonna fart in his face if I'm gonna do something weird if like I'm gonna poke him in the eye with my Italian pubic hair <laughs> my ex-boyfriend used to do this weird thing aside from uh, cheat on me all the time <laughs> <laughs> he did this other silly thing where he would always want me to send him pictures of my vagina and then I'd be like, let's call him Bob. And I'd be like, come on, Bob. No. And he, and he threatened me that he's going to break up with me if I don't. So then I know now looking back, it sounds insane. Right. You know. But then we were together for like on off for eight years. And so <laughs> it took me a long time to learn my lesson. But it's so crazy. And he would be like, come on, send me a picture of your vagina. I need to see it. I need to see it. And then I'd be like, no, please. And then I'd be like, okay, fine. But last one. And then I sent him a picture of it. And then he's like no V you know which one I want and I'd be like no Bob please don't make me do it and he's like V send it to me I'm gonna break up with you and he would love it when I would open my lips <laughs> and send him the one from the inside and I would be so disgusted with my own vagina because I still don't really understand you know I'm not comfortable with my own body and be like please Bob no don't make me do it and he's like send it and I was like <laughs> looking at the video you're like with, and I, I wouldn't even look at the picture. I just send it and I'd be like, okay. But it's so you didn't have like a comfortable understanding of like why he was into it. And he also was like not hot. I that's felt shame. A, yeah, I, I that's also not a hot experience when you're like not comfortable being, with you're it. You're being threatened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also it's it's like he wasn't making you feel comfortable and then you didn't even feel like proud of it because you didn't even understand why the fuck he was being so forceful about it. Literally, like thinking, looking at Looking back at it now, I finally realized, oh, he was obsessed with my V. Yeah. But when I was younger, I didn't understand why he kept wanting it. Yeah. Although one time he also said, do you still have a picture of my dick? And I said, yeah. And he's like, can you send me that too? And I was like, what? Why? He's like, send it to me. I'm going to break up with you. (laughs) I just, you know, when you said you like watching porn on your phone, I just envisioned you like one of those ESPN commercials where you're on a date, but instead of trying to watch a football game, you're trying to watch porn and he's like talking to you. Like I I open my phone trying to show something. It's like, was how's that music go? Just (laughs) like uh, singles in your area. (laughs) Do do you feel like there's porn you've watched that have made, that has made you feel more comfortable with yourself or gain confidence? Or is it just like constant like, okay, this is some weird porn shit that I'm not going to try to like copy? There's some porn, I would say, that makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. I have a few favorite (laughs) 
I have a few favorite like porn. Like comedy porn. I have a few favorite porns. But one thing that pisses me off the most about porn is when it's someone that's coming over to fix something in your house. And, I, and then I scroll to the end to see what happened. And they never fix the thing. Oh, and it pisses. God. Okay, there's this Power one porn that I love. Come when it's like your house is falling down. No, this plumber guy, this girl, she, her boyfriend ties her up and then they hear something and he, the boyfriend's like, no, I'm out. It must be your dad. And he leaves the girlfriend still tied up, which is so weird. Why would he leave her naked tied up? Like if it's her dad, it's weird, whatever. So she's tied up and then the plumber comes over because she called the plumber earlier. Oh. And he's like, oh, where's your boyfriend? She's like, just untie me. He's like, but do you like this? And she's like, oh my God, yeah, so much. <laughs> you know, of course, that's usually. But anyway, then then the banging. And the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, is he going to fix drip, the toilet? Drip, drip, Because she drip. literally says, my dad called. He's going to be so mad at me. We need to fix it. And then they forget about Signs it. Signs you live alone in your 30s. <laughs> You're like, can someone just help this girl out? <laughs> and then I go all the way to the end. He remembers to come on her face, but does he remember to fix the toilet? No. Absolutely not. Her dad's going to be so pissed at her. These plumbers out here, like, never plumbing the right pipes. But you have to, like, relax with... The porn, you know, you can't overdo it because I remember at one point I needed handy people to come to my house to fix my sink. And I kid you not, these two men came over my house to fix my sink. And I kind of looked at them for a second and my brain goes, oh, my God, this could totally happen. Like, I could totally bang them right now. Like, this is a porno. And then I was just like, oh, my God, this is a Friends episode where if you watch too much porn on accident, you realize that everything can be a porn scene if you make it happen. <laughs> If you believe in it, anything could become a porn scene. We're on casting couch right now. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it was two buff men mm -hmm. in my house fixing my sink. And I looked at them for a second. You just and I was start just tying like, yourself up. They're like, are you okay? But yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is how it happens. And then I was like, are they thinking about that? They're also thinking about this? Like, no. That happens to not. me with strippers, with like police strippers. Like, when the police come in and then they strip for like bachelorette parties and stuff. Now, whenever I see a hot policeman, I'm just like, what are you going to do? Are you gonna do <laughs> You're it not keeping not? that shirt on. Are you going to do it or do I need to no, ask? Who's that hot with a police uniform that's not going to rip it off and have a little man thong on? Yeah. Make yourself useful. Ask, ask next time. <laughs> are you going to do it or do I need to ask twice? <laughs> Help me, officer. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you are the most sexual, least sex active person I've ever met. It's weird. I think when you go a long time without it, you miss it less. I don't even... I, I remember what it feels like. At this point, I'm like getting over that. Has your vagina like sewn itself up? Are you a virgin again? Yeah, I'm basically a virgin. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, even when I've masturbated, I don't put anything inside of me. Is this an energy thing? Oh, Not yeah. I definitely don't like exchanging energy. But I think it was more working on myself. I think after me and the last guy we were talking, when we ended things, and he basically broke up with me because he felt like he wasn't ready to rush into anything. And he was like, I just can't do this right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're not even exclusive. And he's like, we're not. And I was like, are we? <laughs> I was like, what? It shows it's like so in people's heads, like their own perspective of what's going on. Yeah. So I was confused because yeah. I was still talking to other people. Yeah. Not hooking up with anyone else. Him and I weren't having sex. So he knows that. I said, I'm, I don't sleep with someone unless I decide I want to be exclusive with them. Where'd you meet this guy? Through friends. But anyway, he's a nice person. But anyway, it didn't work out. And then for three days, I had to make him feel better 
about our breakup <laughs> by holding him while he would cry in my arms for breaking up with me. And and I know it's crazy as it sounds, like, you know, it's it sounds insane. It sounds crazy. And yet I was there making him feel better. And it's not because I'm like such a good person, like I'm sure I am, but obviously you have to sit there and you have to think, what, what, where are my motives coming from? So of course, after that, I started thinking, why was I so helpful for three days, just holding him while he's crying in my arms, dumping me? And I realized because I was looking at that and I was thinking, wow, if this guy could feel so much after dumping me after one month, <laughs> imagine how much he could feel if he loved me and he was with me for longer. And it was that feeling of, wow, he has so many emotions. I want all of them. And like, oh, so it made you want him more. It, it had nothing to do with him. It was more I stuck around because it was this way where I could speed up intimacy with someone. It was it was fake intimacy. Mm. He wasn't crying over dumping me. It had nothing to do with me. He was going through his own issues where I think he was going through, he broke up with someone in the past. He thought yes. he was finally over it. And then dating me, he realized he's not. And he was upset that he really wanted to date me and he's not yeah. ready. He was disappointed with himself. Okay, that makes a lot more so, sense. So, right. But in that moment, I'm not realizing that. I'm focusing on me. So I'm looking at him and thinking, wow, this person has so many emotions about leaving me. And it's only been a month. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we were together for six months, how much he could possibly love me. <laughs> and the feel, and it's like, and then when I realized that that's what I was experiencing, I was like, oh, wow, I'm not over my abandonment issues. Like yeah. this is coming from abandonment issues, coming from daddy issues. Like uh -huh. I'm, uh, I'm looking for fast intimacy without actually opening up to anyone. And you realize like, Sometimes breakups, you you really see the person for who they are because they they take all their walls down. They're not pretending anymore, and they're just like being fucking real. Right. And sometimes it brings out like really hidden stuff that you were like tucked away. Yeah. And it, it is kind of a beautiful bonding moment. Like you'll never see him in that vulnerability. Yeah, but I think for both of us, it wasn't about each other. It wasn't about us growing together by by sharing vulnerability and then growing more it was it was us learning something from it and it was both of our own journeys like after that I was just to be honest exhausted of dating yeah so I kind of stopped dating and then I ended up focusing on work a little too much yeah. and then I was also not feeling good in my body and I think I think there's this whole thing of destination where you always think to yourself once I do this then I'll be happy once I do this yes I got really hard on myself and I was like well once I lose weight, then I'll feel ready to date someone because I didn't feel comfortable getting naked in front of anyone because yeah. I, I gained weight after getting off birth control and I couldn't lose it. And it was making me feel bad about myself. I remember you talking about that on social media, which was super fucking vulnerable, Aww. a vulnerable queen. I actually like five days ago just stopped taking my birth control. Yeah, but most people don't gain weight when they get off birth control. They say you actually lose weight sometimes because yeah. it's like less estrogen actually i don't know i'm not a scientist but not me why did you gain weight ask my body i don't know why do you ask super fucking questions <laughs> i don't know i guess we'll never know why did you about very valid why did your um why did you get off birth control i got off birth control because a part of me felt ready to freeze my eggs and i think that's another thing that a lot of us women it's hard for us to 
it's hard to get to the point that you're thinking, oh, is it time for me to freeze my eggs when you hit your 30s? Because it's kind of makes you feel that part of you thinks you failed because what you're supposed to do with your body is, you know, get mm. pregnant the natural way. Mm-hmm. Or if you go through the process of freezing your eggs, then it's, for me, felt like confirmation that I am getting older. Because I don't feel older, mm-hmm. but my body is getting older. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. So it was me having to be forced with the fact that I am getting older. And also, it's the fear of, can I even get pregnant? Mm-hmm. Which That's we not- don't even think about. We just are scared of it our whole life. And then one day we're like, wait, I get- is it even possible? I was literally, so- I'm going through the process right now. <gasps> and I was literally so scared to find out. One of the reasons I didn't want to do it at first, because I was too scared to find out when they figure out if I have um, how many eggs how my ovaries are are. yeah I was just I was so sure that I had nothing there because it's like we all had that one time that our boyfriend came inside of us and we didn't get pregnant and we're like oh it's because I can't give give birth yeah but my ovaries are great apparently they were super young (laughs) I found out it was nice but when I got birth control I gained 10 pounds that I couldn't lose and then I got acne on my chest, Dude, on my back. being a woman is so annoying. Continue. I still, six months later, I still have random acne on my back, which again, made me feel insecure about myself. And then I would get acne on my... This is all hormonal, by the neck. way. Yeah, on all my hormonal. neck. And it's cyst acne. Cystic, yeah. Cystic, sorry. That's great. I yeah, still cystic. have it. Like, I still have it. And I yeah. still have random acne on my back. And of course, it's it's not fun. I want... <laughs> As someone who just got off my birth control, and then I was also like switching on to Prozac from Paxil because apparently Paxil is an SSRI that you can't, you should not get pregnant on, but no one told me that. And I was like, God forbid I accidentally get pregnant. So I'm switching all this stuff. I break my hand and I'm just like having all these feelings. And I feel like I was kind of PMSing and I'm like, is it because I'm off my birth control? I'm switching this. And then I started like spotting because I went off my birth control. And then I'm also trying to have like a full stand up tour. And I'm like, being a woman is so fucking hard. And like hearing you talk too, like we were talking about Trevor Wallace, who's this amazing comedian. Aww. He's like around my age. And I was like, Trevor, you're like me, like we're on tour, whatever. Imagine if you also were like, what if I accidentally had a kid or decided to have a kid, have a kid in the next five years? Imagine having to factor that into all your shit. And he's, and he's like, like, I don't care. She'll crazy. take care of it. This cr- I mean, my girl, if she wants it, she... But like, you're such an impressive iconic entrepreneur and you've been in the game for a fucking long time and you've reinvented yourself 78 years dinosaurs were around it's incredible and your ovaries are so fresh as a little pumpkin i do the fact that you've been like able to combat all this but i also think it's because you're so vulnerable and because so many people can like be on this journey with you also i'm laughing so hard because we were like what should we talk about and we've literally talked about the hottest topic so far (laughs) i know but you know what else is so lame yeah i i'm i'm getting my period so i usually get it the first week of the month yeah so i'm about to get my period so i start to PMS is the worst is when I feel bloated and I get really emotional. Yeah. And I got emotional on the plane because basically I'm uh, legally deaf in my left ear. Yeah. And I've never made a big deal. Like I never really cared about it at all until the pandemic happened. And during the pandemic, it was the only the first time that it it was kind of in my face because people wear a mask and they had to be far away from me. So I couldn't read their lips and I can't hear them. Yes. So it was the first time that I didn't know how to react. But I tried to just pretend like it's not happening because I just don't want to add on. It makes me feel weak, you know, because it's something that I can't fix. 
Yes. I guess with a hearing aid. I don't like, I don't know. I can't explain. I'm like in denial. It doesn't about go well it. with your outfits. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. It's kind of I'm like, I'm in denial about it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to add another thing. Mm-hmm. So, two days ago or like yesterday, I was laying on my cat and, <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening to her purr and I was listening to her purr with my right ear. And then when I randomly was looking at something, I flipped over with my left ear and I, could barely hear like at this point I could hear like five percent or maybe I'd even hear it and suddenly my brain goes fuck I didn't even pro- I didn't even are you joking like I haven't even processed the fact that I I could potentially fully lose the hearing in mm-hmm. my left ear mm-hmm. like am I just like I just like I just lost the 10 pounds mm-hmm. that I was feeling <laughs> shitty about you know and I just accepted my back acne and here that I am means. now, I'm like, for fuck's sake, like another thing. And I don't want to be that. I'm supposed to be strong like all the time. And mm-hmm. like, that's just who I am. And like, that's my character online and who I am as a person. So it's hard for me sometimes when there's these moments where I'm just like. It's like, it's one after the other of things that you're Yeah, battling. I'm like, I'm supposed to be strong. And this is breaking me a little to think of like, I could, I didn't even have a chance to think of the fact that this is another thing I have to consider, which is my hearing can go completely be gone soon what on happened, my left ear. What happened on the plane? So on the plane, so here it is. So when I bought my ticket this time, I put in deaf or like partially deaf or whatever on the ticket. So then the I'm in the, there's two seats mm-hmm. and I'm on, more closer to the window and there's a lot of noise on the plane and the stewardess is trying to talk to me and I can hear her. And normally at this point, I'm just over it. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Pardon, pardon. I keep saying pardon, and then I go, and then she goes, "Oh, oh my God! Right, I'm so sorry because they know our seats because it's like in the business class, so they like know your names or your seats." And she goes, "Right, I'm so sorry." And then she goes, "How did she do it?" She goes, "Like, do you want something to drink?" She was like, "She goes, do you want something to drink?" Like so loud, and I'm thinking, "Like, bitch, I'm deaf. I'm not slow. Like, for fuck's sake, what is it?" And I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, a Sprite. And then she walks away and I just sat there and I started crying because <laughs> I was just like, I felt, and it wasn't because she thought I was slow or anything. It was, I started crying. I started tearing up because I am emotional. I'm PMSing. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, fuck, is this going to be my life now? Like, and I felt, and by the way, here's the thing about humans. No one actually gives a shit about you. No, no. one's thinking about you. No. When you think you're having your worst moments of your life, no one even pays attention. They're all worried <laughs> on, about themselves and their IBS and whatever. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, everyone heard it. Everyone on the plane heard this. Everyone's I'm like, s- that stupid girl. <laughs> I'm humiliated. I'm so embarrassed. And then the guy next to me looks at me and he goes, what do you smell like? And I'm like, as I'm crying, I'm like, What? And he goes, what do you smell like? And I'm like, fuck, I smell too. Like in my brain, I'm like, are you joking? And then he goes, no, what perfume are you wearing? It smells so good. And I'm like, Chanel. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this right you now. Know, I'd rather someone. Who says, what do you smell like? That's creepy as shit. I'd be like, I need a new seat. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. And Tears. He's like, what do you Sadness. Sm- what do you smell like? I said, what do you smell like? Or you like? could say, like, what perfume are you wearing if you really you really need to? But also, absolutely not. I don't like that at all. I don't I know. like that. I was just like, I'm not. I can't do this. <laughs> and then I was just crying, feeling sorry for myself. And I hate those moments, but it's fine. You need to do it. I need it. to do it more often. Like, I broke my right hands. And I'm, Did you not I'm cry? recovering. 
No, I was laughing because it was a whole thing. And I'll talk about it on your podcast. I'm about to go on it. Now I feel like an, a loser for crying about going No, back. no, no, no. But I'm saying it wasn't... It, it was more than afterwards, after I made fun of it, then I'm stuck with, like, no right hand. So, you know, during the day, if, like, you drop something or you rip something or you can't open something and it's annoying, imagine that, like, a hundred times throughout the day. So, like, I would just... Like, I'd try to open something, I'd spill something, and I'd just be like, I can't, I can't, ah! And it's, like, yeah. the littlest thing. So or I'd have, have to cried. ask my husband to do it. I haven't fully cried. It's more been, like, I want to punch you a I need you to wall. cry for me. I think I need to cry, too. It, it would just make me feel better. Wait. <laughs> wait. Okay, what is your crying schedule like? Crying schedule? Yeah, how often are we crying? How often should I cry for my mental health? You know, I don't really like feeling sorry for myself on the plane, but this is what happens. I've been holding off crying. Yep. And on the plane, I start crying, tearing up, and then I just couldn't stop. And I'm not even, and I can't. Are you heaving? No. Oh. Please. You're like doing beautiful tears. No, like tears. pretty girl. <laughs> like Bella Hadid when she cries and she takes a picture. Yeah, just glistening. But, and the, the lips are a little supple and the little rosy no, cheeks. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I looked. I don't know what I look like. You're probably so cute when you cry. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. How do you know? I mean, you just have like the doe-eye eyes. <laughs> doe-eye little deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just look like Bambi. Yeah, my, yeah, my, uh, my eyes get really big and then uh, my cheeks get rosy and my nose gets a little rosy. Honestly, gorgeous. Yeah. It needs blush. Yeah, but you, you can't, it's, it goes... There's a fine line between cute and then, okay, it's a, you're a lot, right? It's a little much. It's a little much, and you tone it down. It's actually, science, science tells you the men, something happens in their body where they get repulsed by, a, by you physically if you cry too much. Like if, you're, if you go from, help me, he wants to save you, yeah. to, ah! He's like, no. <laughs> Wait, yeah, really? Scientifically. I forgot where I read this research. If your tears are a little too many tears, it's something in this body that makes them turned off. Like if he had a heart on, he'll get soft. If the MPH of your tears is too fast. <laughs> but like it's crazy. When you're crying, it's literally your body releasing stress. Yeah. But that's what happened. I didn't cry. I've been holding off crying. It is and a- I started crying because I was feeling sorry for myself on the plane with the guy that asked me what I smell like. Crying alone is an orgasm for your eyes. It's kind of like, Aww. I feel like crying is like masturbating. Like you shouldn't do it in front of too many people. I, I don't, I rather not. Yeah. I don't want, I don't like people feeling sorry for myself. No, crying alone is good because then like you let it out. You can start again if you want. You could look at yourself in the mirror crying. That's fun. When you're like, uh, looking I- at yourself sad. Yeah. If you don't look at yourself in the mirror, did you even cry? Well, I didn't look at myself in the mirror on the plane. Well, you couldn't. Right. Because there was a guy next to me that asked me what I smelled that was like. Smelling and I rather your just hair. not get in his way. I was trying to point. snip your hair off and create a voodoo doll with it. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I, I love our life lessons. We love talking about business and shit, but you talk about how you're always like chasing the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. You've hit so many milestones in your career already. And I guess you're starting to reflect like the happiest times in your life probably were not always just because you hit a milestone. Yeah, and it's is there something it's something really weird every time you hit your destination. Mm. It's not a it's final a, destination. Cuz everyone always tells you it's about the journey. I'm always like shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's bullshit everyone says that. But it really is because when you hit the destination you're like, "Oh, now what?" You're talking about all the problems that happen same. Like I feel like I'm always there's always something happening. 
you can either live your life waiting for all of it to go away and it never will, or you can fucking find contentment in the like the ups and downs. Yeah. I know. And the thing is, I needed that moment to feel sorry for myself and I don't regret crying on the plane. No, you and would, also you would have cried about something else today, but if you didn't. Didn't give a shit. No. No one no one noticed it. No one was sitting there thinking that's embarrassing that girl's pathetic oh she's deaf what a loser you know I'm no one cares i'm so embarrassed of crying like i watched the do you remember the movie i tanya yeah i've never with seen more, it it's it's like an ice skating movie with margot robbie yeah. and i get there and it was like kind of like a premiere thing it's like really dressed up we're all sitting in this like intimate theater at like soho house or some shit and i sit down i'm so excited to watch margot robbie and the movie's like so fucking triggering to me like, because you're an athlete, as an athlete, like her coaches are yelling at her, and like, she, it, I start having like a visceral reaction. Like, I start, like, <laughs> like I'm making noises and I try to pretend that I'm like coughing, but I'm like crying. <laughs> That's even worse. Than <laughs> and then through the whole movie, I'm trying to like make it look like so when the lights go on, all my friends can see me and I don't look like I've been sobbing for 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I just remember being like, I gotta go, and I left, but like, I literally was just too embarrassed. When honestly, like, I wish I could have just been like, this is really hard Which for me. Which is so s- silly because— Also, the movie's supposed to evoke emotion. No, but it's random trauma in our, ourselves that we haven't had time or haven't thought about releasing and yeah. crying it out. And that's what happened. It triggered something that you never healed. And that's what I mean. Like, having this conversation right now and talking about my reaction on the plane, it feels silly. But because I'm able to say it out loud, it's I'm not a prisoner yeah. of something I felt shame. But also, about I could think of embarrassing. About I could it. think of ten things that happened to me in the last week that made me want to cry that were way less intense than like what you experienced. Way <laughs> less intense. Oh, that's nice. I thought you. Were gonna I mean, no, you worse. were dealing with like a public thing, and she was calling it's not out that. It's it's the realization, like, oh my god, is this going to be my life now? Yeah. Like, I'm, it's 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 just I don't know. I think I'm still processing it. I, I'm not. I I don't even think because normally if I talk about things, especially on my podcast, it's after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like okay, th- this happened to me in this however and came. This is what in. I learned. And right yeah. now it's I'm in the middle of it where I have to just. It's not. I mean, it's not a big deal because I could literally just get a hearing aid, <laughs> but it it makes me feel. I just didn't realize it's another thing. So over time, it's gotten worse. Yeah, I think I think I was twenty percent. Hearing and you were born uh, in like my that? left, yeah. I only found out. I only realized that I was deaf in my left ear as a teenager. Like yeah. I never, it was never an issue for me before, and I didn't care. But I never thought that over time I would probably start losing the hearing more and more. And realizing now that's probably like five percent is really wild. But it's kind of interesting to me. I was thinking, I wonder how regular people hear. I was like, damn, have I not never been able to hear what you people, what you guys I was low-key jealous. I'm like, you don't have to hear all the stupid shit everyone's saying on your left side of your body. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> like if someone's annoying you, you're like, can you go to this side? <laughs> but it's hard to explain this to people because when you say, oh, sorry, I can't hear you. I'm I'm deaf uh, in my left ear or I'm a little, I'm deaf. I feel like it's the same as when people say, oh, I'm so blind. Yeah. So I don't think people, I, then I don't yeah, know how to explain people think myself. you're like, oh, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, I, and it's also weird because they're like, you have the other ear, but that's not how the body's not supposed to just hear from one side. Yeah. I, so I understand your anxiety though. Like, cause I have panic attacks based just off of like physical stuff that I can't control. So like when I broke my hand, I started having a panic attack. Cause I'm like, I've, I, I can't control what's going on with me. We're like, yes. so you with the ear, it's like you can do everything you can, but it's something physical that's just like 
happening to you. Exactly. That's what. So you upsetting. feel this weird, out of control feeling of like, fuck, yeah. like I'm me, but I can't, like I can't fix my fucking hand right now. Where like when if it's emotional thing, like you know when you get nervous, you're like, okay, calm down. Or like you get scared, you're like, it'll be okay. But when you can't hear in your ear, you can't be like, oh, let's fucking just snap our fingers and get it yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. And there's other people involved, and you don't want to annoy them, and then you feel just. True. embarrassed or you can like lean in fully get like a, a really cool hearing aid and become like a influencer who um promotes yeah somebody kind of on uh, love island uk from last season has uh she's fully deaf wow. and she has a hearing aid yeah she can you speak in sign language, language? No, but uh, I should learn at this point. Maybe. <laughs> but it is, it is, I wonder how many people, like, even listening to the pod, oh, have those little things about them that might not be, like, fully um, capable, like, you're able passing, someone would call it, I think. I'm, I wouldn't say able pass, I'm deaf in my left ear. You're definitely, but, like, if I look, because you don't have stuff, it, oh. it, like, you're passing, like, as if you don't have any ear like okay. problems yeah but you do <laughs> right <laughs> well that that all is like very american with the whole something passing yeah. i don't think i just never understood like i don't think we should judge yeah a book by its cover regardless true true uh but i rather keep it to my i don't need anyone to feel sorry for me mm-hmm. when i'm when i cried it's because you're right i i lost control and i like to be in control and it was frustrating that I can't fix the situation on my own and I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me or treat me differently. Mm-hmm. Like talking slower and louder and moving your hands. I just said, I just want a Sprite. This is Sprite, okay? <laughs> Not a show. I didn't ask for a show. I asked for a Sprite. Thank you. And also, but you survived it. We cannot <laughs> laugh about it. <laughs> we cried. We laughed. And you're going to have similar experience that happen with you in the future. It's with It's fine. I feel fine now, actually. I feel better that I um, shared it. And also, like, you sharing your experience with your hand and you getting a panic makes me feel better. I think, I think it's nice. You know, it's so nice to share things like this. Because even if someone can relate to the hand or the ear... Mm-hmm. There's so many worse things in this world mm-hmm. and there's someone else that's having a worse thing. I remember actually one of my shows I did uh, when I did stand-up last year for a show. And afterwards, I tried to make <laughs> – actually, it's a terrible example. But I tried to uh, – this one um, fan that came – I don't like to use the word fan. So this one uh, – Follower. T- ticketer buyer. Ticket buyer. <laughs> <laughs> she came um, – I just don't like the word fan. Yeah. Friend, no, I don't like bestie. it. I don't like it either. Yeah, it's, it's someone who appreciates my art. <laughs> art lover. I love your work. Yeah. So after the show, she really wanted to talk to me and she was going through it. So after we did the photo ops, she stayed longer and I really wanted to then give her my attention. And she was crying because she just got um, MS. Ugh. She just got that. And my cousin, well, I'm oversharing, but my cousin has MS. One of my best friends does too. Well, you know what's crazy? It's not about you right now. <laughs> it was about my best friend. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know it's hard when people listen to audio and they don't the video. They can't tell the sarcasm. Um, so I was trying to make her feel better because she just got diagnosed and she's she was being very negative. So I try to make her feel better by telling her the story about how I was born with no enamel in my teeth. Mm-hmm. So I was which means I just always had very yellow teeth and I have cavities and root canals in all my teeth because there's nothing, there's no enamel to protect them. So I've been bullied. That's completely out of control. 
yeah, so I've been bullied for that my whole life. And it's one of the reasons I dated later in life. And it's one of the reasons I you have a good personality. One of the reasons I have such a great personality. Yes. Because I was ugly. Yes. In my head, at least. Most girls with tits like yours aren't as funny. Or, I mean, they don't need to have any personality. They know, I don't, yeah. You, yeah, like. The- I would need to do nothing. <laughs> the bigger tits are, the less nice you have to be. That's, I think, the rule. I'm oh so jealous. But like, I didn't care that I had big tits because I I was so embarrassed to ever kiss boys because I was thinking like, what if someone kisses me and then they realize what type of teeth that I have and they're gonna be like, ew, you let me kiss you mm-hmm. with those teeth? That's disgusting. What if I get 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 what you have? Mm-hmm. Like that was my thoughts. And my first kiss and my first boyfriend was when I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. I lost my virginity after high school. But the point is, I was trying to make her feel better by telling her that I overcame something of. I mean, the only, the first time I felt beautiful uh, was when I got the celebrity type of veneers. And that was at 25. So, or maybe 26, I forget. But like literally like seven years ago mm-hmm. is, was the first time I finally felt beautiful. Because before when I would have veneers, and I have veneers since I was five years old, it would be through insurance. And through insurance, it's not the celebrity type, celebrity uh, veneers. So... Because my yellow, my teeth are so yellow, it doesn't matter what type of capsule, enamel, veneer, luminaire, all those words, whatever you put over my teeth, the yellow is so there that mm-hmm. it shines forward. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how white you put over my teeth, my teeth will still look yellow. And then you constantly have to change it more often. Even my, my celebrity. It's traumatizing. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and my teeth can break easily too. It's a constant fear if I bite on something. My teeth, my tooth can just break. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my crowns in the back of my mouth just come out when I eat something. Mm-hmm. Like one time it was like a din- important dinner. My crown fucking comes out and I had to like close my mouth and I was waiting for the person to finish the conversation so I can spit on my You're crown. Like, What's that? <laughs> but look at that. Before like, because I was so scared I was about to swallow the crown in my yeah. mouth because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. But anyway, trying to make this girl feel better and then she goes like, she's like crying. She's like, Wow. I wish I had your problem. Like, I literally was like, I didn't feel beautiful until I was 25. The mm-hmm. first time I looked in the mirror, I was like, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I and I saved up money to finally get these teeth. Mm-hmm. And and blah, blah, blah. And I know what it's like. I mean, I'm sure I can't compare. And she's like, wow, I wish I had your problems. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know what? No one no one likes a negative Nancy. If you Because I was so tired at this point. I was like, I fucking performed for two hours. Then I did photo ops for two hours. I sat with her for over an hour. And she's like, wow, I wish I had your problems. If only. And she looked at her sister. She's like, if only. And I was just like, you know what? No one likes negative Nancy. You're going to be this negative. You're going to lose everyone you love. No, no one you love is going to stick around. And then, and then I was like, I realized what I said. I was just like... And then she looked at me and her sister goes, you know, she's right. And I was like, oh, thank God. Don't always get life advice from comedians after two hours of performing. (laughs) It's a dark mindset. But I mean, honestly, I'm tired right now. I've been touring for the last three weeks. And I feel like we always get to like the deepest life shit. But it's like life is just a bunch of bad shit happening to you. And you, it's your choice of how you want to respond to it. And it's super powerful once you realize that. No one has doesn't have bad shit happen to them. Everyone's having bad yeah. shit happen to them. I just don't want to have back knee and like anxiety and depression and I gain weight and I have like no, I'm deaf. It's like for fuck's sake, like pick <laughs> pick a struggle. You know, it's it's like it's a little, it's a little like it's a little. It's, it's a ADD. Lot. It's like ADD from God. Oh, and I have ADD. It's like oh my god, for fuck's sake. Oh, and you don't have a man, so you have to freeze your eggs. Pathetic. Pick a struggle. 
<laughs> but what's funny is someone is looking at your Instagram right now going, holy shit, I wish I could be Violet Benson. That's so nice. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. That's why our world is so crazy. Wait, can I share my story of something similar that happened when I skied? Yeah, of course. Or were you going to ask me something that's like life changing? No. No, okay. but for people who don't know, I talked about it on Giggly Squad, but I did. I hurt my hand. They say it's like might be a little fracture. It's going to be fine, but I hurt myself it's skiing. It's so and it funny. I think pretty- I like, I think I even retweeted your t- uh, TikTok. I am actually, <laughs> I'm not familiar, by the way. Like, I'm one of those people that just forgets that I have any followers on the internet because I just use it as my, it's like a job for me. Yes. So I do these things where I go on Reddit pages to talk about shows that I like. And then people will be like, why are you here? And I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> or like, I, I do this thing where I like comments on TikTok and on Instagram that make me laugh. It's yeah. usually more than the post. Yeah. And I didn't even know that people can tell that I'm liking their stuff. Yeah. So like on TikTok, there was this guy that pissed me off mm-hmm. that I stopped talking to. And people were kind of clowning him in the comments. And obviously, I would never publicly clown anyone i rather i keep that stuff to myself i feel like it's not a good look you clown know, with your best friend exactly it's not a good look in general to to put anyone down publicly in my opinion mm-hmm. the truth always comes out because people get tar- everyone gets tired of pretending mm-hmm. so if you know someone's true colors just wait and they're eventually going to mess with the wrong person who is going to call them out yeah <laughs> it doesn't have to be you <laughs> exactly so i i avoid that stuff so uh, randomly this guy was getting called out and i was just like Finally, I have I'm in it for the long run. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, I was having one of those days where I'm feeling not great about myself. So of course I'm enjoying for a second someone else's downfall. So then I see the comments about on the video about him and I'm like, huh, that's true. Back. <laughs> and I'm just liking it because that's what I do on TikTok. I don't know how TikTok works. <laughs> like even when I repost videos, I don't even know where the videos go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they go either. But then sometimes I see people liking my repost. Yeah. I don't know where it goes. So anyway, I'm liking the things. And then suddenly I start seeing comments on that video going, oh my fucking God, Violet Benson, I can't believe you liked my comment. I love you so much. And I'm like, <gasps> so then I was like for two hours just going unliking like every single comment that I liked from the videos about this guy. Because I was just like, wait, people can see what I'm liking? I had no idea. I don't know how social media works. Just let me. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> And it's funny because your whole job is social media. <laughs> Wait, so you reposted a ski video no, you were saying? I reposted your ski video. Oh my God, thank you. It was so funny. Thank but you. But I'm talking about me liking comments. Now now you know on TikTok, if you like other people's yes, comments. people can. They also know if you if you press save on their video, it gets they get notified that you saved someone's video. I didn't know this stuff. Because <laughs> like, I guess I never check. I post and then I log off. Yes. The, the social media stuff. Yes. But it's funny because when I hurt my hand, I was with my husband and he just starts filming it and we just naturally start laughing. And the guy was like, is she crying? And he's like, no, she's laughing. And he's filming. I'm like, babe, this is not like whatever. Yeah. And then after I'm, it. Are you so happy you filmed it? It's so funny. But then I felt all this pressure. I was like, okay, I have to announce to everyone that I broke my hand and I have all this video footage and I'm like in pain and I was editing this video with like my left hand and I was like, how do we make this the most Oh my God, video? right. I know it's, dude, I can't even like text We're gonna thing, do, I'm dying to talk about it on my podcast. So I finally posted the video. I decided like I was going down that ski, whatever thing it's called. It was long. Like I cut it down to like a second. It was like I was going down for like five minutes. Just Where like, were duh, you? Duh, 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 duh. Vancouver. I was there for comedy, and all I did was bitch about skiing every single set. 
And I just posted a, a video of one of the sets just shitting on skiing. How I'm like, how are you so bored and terrified at the same time? It's a stupid sport. And then next thing you know, the ski gods rallied against me. It's really what happened. I, Where actually, on, or do you do your listeners? I was on a green, <laughs> and I was feeling cocky, and it was my first run of the day, and I didn't want to be there, and I hit like every what I don't know, what I, I just fell, and when you fall with skiing, there's no like right way to fall. So, like, when you fall, you just, like, pray, and I fell, and, like, my body kind of landed on my hand, and I just kind of crushed my hand. But that's what, I mean, I feel like it's hard not to laugh. I Like, I laughed so hard when I saw it because your video is so brilliant. She's like, let's go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> the music, too, and it was like, I forget what it was, but it matched, like, like bad girls do it well. Yeah, and then it's, you're just getting carried out. And I, like, I really was like, I just hurt my hand. Everything else was fine. But I started having a full-on panic attack where I had to lie down. So I'm like lying down in the middle of this place where people are just skiing by your head. And you're like, I think I'm going to die. And I'm like, you have to call ski patrol. I can't ski down. Like I'm having a full panic attack. By the time they came, my panic attack was done. And I was like, I'm kind of just hungry. <laughs> that is so funny. That's so funny. What happened with your ski situation? Okay, so uh, this was years ago when I was dating my uh, cheating ex. He was we were back together. Whatever weekend, we decided to celebrate by going to Mammoth or Big Bear, one of those snow places. And I was like, wait, I'm not really good at skiing. He's like, don't worry, baby. I'll teach you. Forgot about me within two seconds. Uh, the snow was gone. I was like, where do you go? I don't know. So anyway, then... Oh, he says, he goes, don't worry, I'll teach you. So we go up somewhere high. And then everyone leaves me. No. So I don't really know how to ski. And then I know the one time I tried to snowboard. And when I snowboarded, I was really high and I snowboarded into a tree. So I was no. like, oh, this time I'll ski. How hard can it be? You just cross your legs into an X. Yeah. So I do that. And then after a while, like I just keep falling and falling yeah. and falling. And I was like. I'm really over this. And I guess we went really high up. And they say, don't take off your stuff, like your gloves or anything like that. Because you get you can get high altitude sickness. Yeah. And I thought it was just like a myth. A like the clitoris. <laughs> I was like, that's not real. I would know. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> I should be a comedian. <laughs> so basically, I... Tried to ski and I just keep... Okay, this is what I did. At one point, I was so over it. I'm so up high and I say, fuck it. What if I just try to roll down? So I purposely yep. trip and just start <laughs> rolling down to try to get down the stupid hill. And then and then I don't roll down enough. But now I'm just covered in snow. And then I'm like, ugh, I just need to warm myself up by taking off my gloves and trying to warm my body. Yeah. By then removing... Because you're also freezing throughout all the trauma. Right, but I'm not processing that's what's happening. Yeah. So I remove my gloves. I remove my hat yeah. by trying to warm my hands. Yeah. Then I try to warm my body. And then apparently high altitude sickness, not a myth. So then something happens and I start like seeing stars and I start to get really dizzy and I'm getting really nauseous and something's wrong. Like I suddenly can't get up. I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but so they had to call the ambulance. And your boyfriend's nowhere to be found. No. I hate him so much. He's having the time of his life. He should be filming you making fun of you at this point. <laughs> I know. He would have clowned me. So the ambulance people come and they're like, okay, we have to bring you down the hill. So, I mean, it was really cool what you guys had. The toboggan. I, I wish I had that. 
So for me, they had to carry me by basically one guy holding one hand, no. the other guy holding the other hand. No. And then they're holding me like this and then just like skiing down the thing. And I kept feeling so nauseous. I was like, please hurry, please hurry, please hurry. So then they finally go all the way down to the ski um, area. Yeah. And then I had to sprint to the bathroom because um, – because I had to throw up. Mm-hmm. And I start throwing up really bad. And as I'm throwing up, I'm starting to get frostbite on my hand. <gasps> no! So now it's, it's the point that it's past pain. It's burning. Burning. Yep, that's how, what happened to so me. So then I have to finish throwing up really quick, flush the water, and stick my hands into the toilet water. Because I couldn't even get up. <laughs> this episode is so on <laughs> I couldn't get up. And then I stick my hands out and I throw up more. <laughs> then I finished. And I go back to return my gear. And at this point, I go to my locker, and of course, my shit's in the locker. I just want to put my shoes back on. And I want to go back to our room because yeah. I have no shoes, and I just want to kill myself. <laughs> and you know how—I don't know how much this, these things cost now, but you know how it's like a dollar for the locker? Yeah. And some people cheap out. So I look above the locker, and I see all the shoes of the people that cheaped out. <laughs> and I see a pair of Uggs, and I say, fuck it. Today's the day I steal. So then I put on a pair of Uggs, not mine. So I, I, apparently the guy, probably, whoever did, whoever left the Uggs out, they obviously regret it. It was almost my size. Uh, and Somebody I, listening is like, that bitch stole my Uggs. So if you're listening, I stole your Uggs. You should have paid that dollar. Uh, I sold the pair of Uggs and I walked back to the room. I took a Xanax and I passed out. And then like seven hours later... My boyfriend, his friend, and my friend were finally back. And they're like, what'd you do today? And I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Literally nothing. Like nothing. Just that is like put such a typical day of water. skiing. Skiing, if you didn't cry, you didn't. I don't think I cried. Huh? I, I mean, I've cried. I've cried multiple times skiing. It's just, it is, it's not a sport. It is a leisure activity that some people are weirdly good at and enjoy, and some people, it's not worth it. The fact that I felt so over skiing that I decided to just roll down the snow is <laughs> yeah. insane. No, I've like, been down in my butt before. I've been like, fuck this. And just and then Des will be like, stop. And I'm like, I can't stop. So I just keep going. On your bum? On my butt. Okay. The, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? I just rolled. No, you just go on your butt. <laughs> you're like You're like a sled. The fact you rolled is so chaotic and beautiful, but that is the chaotic energy you bring to the world, and that is what I love about you. Violet, I'm about to go on your podcast now. Yeah. We're, we're doing our cross promos. You guys know it. You love it. Um, where can people follow you, listen to you, watch you? Give me the tea. You can follow me anywhere except to the snow. <laughs> don't follow me there. I'll mislead you. Um, you can follow me on my Instagram, Violet Benson. My podcast, Almost Adulting, on every... Tuesday and Thursday, I almost forgot. Uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, it's amazing. And there's a reason why we're, we're the number one mental health podcast for women. Yes. And you can also follow my meme account at Daddy Issues underscore. Obsessed with all of it. And you could also listen to past episodes she's been on to get a full journey of how we got here today. Yes. And tune in to my episode of my podcast with Hannah because it's so good. Almost Adulting is next. And thanks, you guys, for coming to hell. As always, bye. Bye.